the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, topetro.com. This portion of our program, folks, it's a nice day. It has stopped raining. Why not get some delicious treats at K's? Stop by and that's right. K's is open and they have uh, what a fantastic menu. They've done a great job during this whole time. And uh, stop in and see them at K's. They're waiting for you right there on Cass Avenue. And uh, delicious food. You can now the bar area is open. It's a happening. Stop by and see them today at K's. It's John DePietro on this Tuesday. And as I mentioned earlier, boy, controversy is starting to break out with Governor Amundo and incoming Governor Dan McKee. Just because, as many of you know, Governor Amundo uh, still... She's still waiting for her Senate confirmation, and that hasn't happened yet, and she's waiting till uh, next week. But meanwhile, the state, the vaccine program and the situation with the vaccine is is really falling off. There's a couple other stories, folks, I want to bring you up to speed on uh, on this on this Tuesday. And again, I know it's uh, it's kind of a that was heavy rain overnight. Lindsey Graham questions what Nancy Pelosi knew in advance of the Capitol riot. This is that's um it's a really interesting story that uh that Lindsey Graham is trying to bring to the forefront. And you know, as you can imagine, the media basically is um it really gives her a free pass and 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 Pelosi who is one of their favorites but appearing on Fox Senator Lindsey Graham called on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi reveal if she knew Rioters intend to create violence before they storm the Capitol on January 6th. Appearing on Fox News Hannity on Wednesday, that was last week, Graham said the narrative put out by Democrats that the president incited the crowd had fallen apart. Senators said FBI agents, Capitol Police, believed the storming had been planned ahead. Um, Graham said the only reason they're trying to create this bizarre storyline that the president was in on it is we know that after impeachment that was done without a lawyer, without a hearing, any witnesses, they actually stand was pre-planned, the bombs planted the night before. So the whole storyline that this was caused by his speech fell apart. And that's true. Here's what I want to know. What did Nancy know? When did she know? If this was widely known by the FBI, Capitol, people planning to come to Washington to create violence, what did she know about it? Said the whole storyline was Trump created this from the speech. Now we know people had this on their minds before we ever spoke. And I've been telling you that. So they're playing this bizarre game and trying to, you know, get the president in on for the sixth. And the evidence, they're saying that that's why it it doesn't really matter. So I think that is um, something. Now, she is calling now Speaker Pelosi. She's saying that she wants the same type of the way there was a 9-11 commission. That she's saying that she now wants the same type of uh, commission set up to investigate the Capitol. Frankly, folks, I don't know about you, but I, I am so tired of hearing that Trump speech. My God, I think I've heard that speech more than than any other speech in my life as far as and now we're going to go down to the Capitol and and uh, and nothing against the president. But, 
you know, uh, they just continue to play it over and over. And even though when they went, that was not an armed insurrection. Now, another story, the Andrew Cuomo story out of New York. Fellow Democrat legislators in New York, they are not buying his explanation. You know, Cuomo, who was the big hero and and, uh, America's most popular or the um, in New York, he was considered the most eligible bachelor. And, and now we find out that they were covering up the number of deaths in the nursing home. Think about that. They were, they were hiding what the real numbers were. And, you know, his, one of his um, aides had, had told uh, some different people, well, we had to do that because the Department of Just, Justice were looking into it. So, but no apology from Cuomo. And the, the, Aide Melissa DeRosa, Cuomo's comments didn't square with what top aide Melissa DeRosa told him and others during a private meeting last week. She said President Trump made the issue of political football and claimed that as an excuse for withholding the nursing home data. No, that's not it. He was trying to act as if they were number one in the country and that he had the whole situation under control. DeRosa issued a statement mirroring what the governor said yesterday. The administration was dealing with federal probers before it would release more data to state legislators and the public. Uh, another person challenged Cuomo's assertion. His team informed lawmakers it would delay release of the data because of the federal probe. I mean, he can't even get his story straight. But what an egomaniac, him and the brother. I mean, when you think of him and the brother on CNN, they're yucking it up. And aren't we amazing? And we run New York. Uh, I mean, now the whole thing has fallen apart. Now, here's another story. Biden dismantling the Trump legacy on immigration. You know, th- this is this is all for the vote. This is all for the vote. The Biden administration, Hill Democrats are expected later this week, release an immigration reform bill. The text of the U.S. Citizenship Act will reflect, reflect the immigration priorities that President Biden unveiled on his first day in office it includes an earned pathway to citizenship for 11 million undocumented immigrants, expands the refugee resettlement program, and deploys more technology to the southern border. There are additional protections being considered, asylum processing in home countries, expanding benefits for dreamers, ending the public charge rule. See, they also want to take the teeth out of ice. Why would you want to... Think of what we've just been through with the pandemic. Why would you now start to let more people just into the country? We're having enough trouble here. There's a potentially secondary path. Lawmakers would work to pass bills legalizing farm workers and dreamers right away. The main objective is progress. So, you know, President Trump, that, that's what it was all about with the build the wall. And he drew more attention to that than any other Republican ever has. And the fact now, do we really want to go back to the old ways of then just anybody comes in? Folks, we can't afford that type of thing. New Obamacare enrollment opens as Congress battles for more COVID aid. Healthcare.gov's market subsidized health plans reopened for a special three-month sign-up window. As Democrat-led Congress pushes a booth in financial help that could cut premiums by double digits. The enrollment period during the pandemic is an early test of his strategy to use the Affordable Care Act as a springboard towards health coverage for all. 
The new COVID relief bill would offer a generous temporary increase in subsidies for people. You know, the Obamacare, as it was named, as many of you know, it was unsustainable. Even President Obama said it was unsustainable. It's it's unclear how uninsured Americans will respond. Former President Obama's health law has been on the books over a decade. Consistently show many people lacking job-based insurance do not realize they may qualify. Well, we've learned, first of all, no one is turned away. That much we know, right? No one is turned away. And we've learned during the pandemic. So we've, we've learned during the course of the pandemic of, of just the fact that, like right now, there's, there's no one asking questions in Central Falls, as an example, of who wants, to, who wants to get the vaccine. I mean, no one. Now, the other story we're following right now is this, uh, can't, the, you know, the cancel culture is really starting to become the story of 2021. The story of 2021 is that of cancel culture. And someone that, that has emerged in the news on this UFC President Dana White comments on Gina Carraro's firing from the Mandalorian, fired over comments she made on social media. Dana White spoke about former MMA fighter Gina Carraro's firing from Mandalorian. Carraro previously fought Strike Force with a winning record, uh, pursue acting. She was fired after two seasons on Star Wars. She posts made on social media prompted backlash from followers. According to the New York Post, White was asked about the current situation. Leave her alone. We make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're going to go on. I love how made it all about that person. You know, but that is um, that is the latest, folks. With the, the cancel culture is real and it is um, it is without question. You know, it reaches into Hollywood, but it all just reaches one way. I like even the, the whole situation where they talk about how about now they're saying is Uncle Sam outdated? Uncle Sam's one tough old aviator. Contrudis all relied on him. So, um, but now people are starting to say, why do we always have to keep looking at the same skinny old white guy? Oh, my God. Old monuments used to be accepted of being questioned. How can we make Uncle Sam more up to date? Is it as simple as a wardrobe change or does something bolder need to be done? So they hit the, the, the streets for the idea, and um, I'll have some of the, the sound on that. But, I mean, see, folks, this, I mean, this is what it should be, that even Uncle Sam, who was seen as that way, now people are offended at that. My God, it is just everywhere. It really comes down to, here we, let me hear, um, I think we have sound of this. Hey, Roxy, who's that? Do you know who that is? Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Dude, that's just so advanced. <laughs> is there anything you would change about Uncle Sam? About Uncle Sam? Uh, maybe he wore a tie instead of a bow tie. Straight tie? <laughs> All my uncles are like, you know, from different places. So I think Uncle Sam should look different too. Like, it shouldn't just be, it should be like maybe Uncle Mike. <laughs> You know, he's a long-haired little cowboy-looking dude like myself, so I guess I assimilate with him. But, uh, you know, I, I, I believe that, that something like that is so such a fixture for our country and for us that, that I wouldn't mess with Why, they want to get rid of it. I think it would be cool if Uncle Sam were a younger man of color. I think that would represent 
the actual U.S. demographic yeah, maybe better. Maybe have at the Capitol. I think a lot of people are like, my parents especially, like, use Uncle Sam as a term for, like, the outdated generation. I would love to see an Uncle Sam who is um, a less generically old white guy. transgender. There are a lot of patriotic people in the United yep. States. Be transgender. Uncle Samantha. He could be, he could be more representative. Yeah. And maybe it was a little bit more joyful. Because he's always like angry. Yeah, he should be smiling. A joyful uh, Uncle Sam. No just, hat. Just, uh, just a little no hat. Joyful, maybe serious. Sir, yeah. Because okay. he's Uncle Sam. So he's I guess laughing. He's associated with the U.S. government. So yeah. I would say, yeah, a little bit more serious, but not too serious. He could be more than one person. That would, be a, that would be a really good I way think to do it. Would oh. be, uh, my thought is a collage. A collage. I was just thinking that. A collage of people. Yeah. Collage of people instead of Uncle Sam. Folks, the, the real answer is, and again, good afternoon, it's John DePietro. The, the real story here is you can't, you just can't keep anybody happy at this point. Uh, the, uh, the cancel culture is on. And, if, and, and the cancel culture, by the way, just seems to go one way. Let's always remember that. Now, right now, at 119, it's John DePietro on this Tuesday on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, there's a lot of melting out there. There's a lot of black ice. If you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401 272 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. Did someone, maybe someone you know, uh, maybe a friend of yours or a coworker, whoever it was, if someone you know was in an accident and they need to get their vehicle repaired, pick up the phone and have them call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, it's Kenny, it's Patricia. They will repair your vehicle. Showroom-like condition. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. They'll do it right. They'll do it right the first time. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. It's John DePietro on this Tuesday. Now, coming up on Thursday will be the next COVID briefing. And as far as if you're wondering what is the current situation regarding Governor Armando and where things stand with her as far as the um, the Senate confirmation hearing right now, it would seem that everything is um, she is waiting for the full Senate confirmation hearing. Now, they're not in this week, but Dan McKee, the lieutenant governor, his people told the Boston Globe that they believe that next week at this time, Dan McKee will, in fact, become the governor. So that means that they're getting an indication. And I would think through Senator Whitehouse and Senator Reid, that they're getting a clearer idea when exactly this confirmation hearing for the governor would take place. I would imagine that that's um, in motion. So, but Dan McKee, folks, right now, the, the way the vaccine is going, now notice I played Cranston Mayor Hopkins just a short time ago. He's still going saying that the teacher should be vaccinated. Now, the only thing about that is no one is, is really saying that anymore. I don't hear anyone saying that. If anything, 
they're saying that a lot of the teachers, they're not even in the classroom. The, the schools are not super spreaders. But at this point, you know, what I, I have a problem with why the fact in Central Falls, anyone can get the vaccine. Anyone can get the vaccine in Central Falls right now. It has nothing to do with the elderly or, or anything like that. So I think that's that's a problem that Central Falls is is open in that way. Now, if you're having a heating problem right now, it's 122 on this Tuesday. Folks, remember, call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600, J.K.L. Engineering. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So wherever you can hear my voice, whether you're in Massachusetts or Rhode Island, call J.K.L. Engineering. They're licensed in both over 54 years. J.K.L. Engineering. Estimates are free. Financing is available. If you're having a problem with your heating system, call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. You want your heating system working as efficiently as possible, call J.K.L. at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering. They do it right and they do it right the first time. Now, folks, as always, I encourage you to visit the website, depetro.com. Um, and I do have the story where just, you know, just so we're all on the same page. Last Thursday, as I was at that briefing, I asked, you know, I feel that Dr. Scott doesn't give answers a lot of times. So I thought, let's try incoming Governor McKee. Let's bring him up. And I'm going to ask him, why is it that in the New York Times, we are dead last with vaccinations? Distributing the vaccine. Rhode Island is 50th out of 50th. This was his answer. Okay. Oh. the fourth lowest Here we go. Here we go, folks. Governor, Rhode Island has logged, lagged other states in delivering the COVID shots through Monday. We have the fourth lowest share. Population vaccinated 8%, according to the New York Times. We were dead last among states in percentage of vaccine doses used. Governor Amundo the other day mentioned that there were some kinks in dealing with CVS and Walgreens. Um, in layman's terms, are you familiar with what those kinks are? And if you could explain to Rhode Islanders what's being done to rectify it. Yeah, so there's national um, agreements in terms of the way that the pharmacies are working and that the states that are, um, you know, made arrangements with the pharmacies, which Rhode Island was one, are lagging, but I don't. But I see that the work that's being done now uh, is going to accelerate that. And just like the testing, when the testing was lagging, and the state organized and then launched it, and now we're number one in testing. I would, in my anticipation, would bring in the municipalities in the state sites, and then working directly with the pharmacies that those figures are going to change very dramatically and very quickly. The governor also, uh, Governor Mundo mentioned she contacted a CBS executive over the weekend. W- were you aware that it had reached that point? Had you thought of injecting yourself or is this still, you're, you're restrained from doing that because of the current situation? Yeah, the governor I know and informed me that that contact was going to be made and I also informed her that we were going through our channels nationally to do the same thing. That Rhode Island will move from being dead last with the percentage of vaccines used. I think the plans that we have in place right now, bringing the municipalities in, you know, setting up the state sites and like starting at the Dunkin' Dunkin' Donut Center, 
and then along with the pharmacies, I think that you're going to see a rapid increase. And also, remember, we we, we, we vaccinated certain specific types of uh, individuals, and now when we're rolling into the age groups, you're going to see that that's going to flow pretty quickly, and then we're going to get into the 65 and older at the appropriate Now, that was um, last Thursday, folks, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. And I, listen, I, the guy gets a honeymoon a little bit. Uh, it's it's not easy. He's still obviously on the outside looking in. I think one of the more disturbing things that were said, one of the more disturbing things that were said in the course of his statement that he put out yesterday is not only is he unhappy, but he's clearly not getting all the information. And that's that's inexcusable. You know, they can make different excuses as to why. Rhode Island and their target. Everyone's targeting. Everyone's targeting. Well, we're targeting it. Well, everybody's targeting it. But but that part has, there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for why um, he's not getting all the information that he needs. So I, I think at this point, just when you hear that apparently all the mayors are with him and something has to to change. I did ask him that, by the way. The question went a little bit longer. And I asked incoming Governor McKee, are you confident that, you know, once you get up and up and running, he felt that he could turn this around? Folks, I mean, let's step back for a moment. Rhode Island, small estate, shouldn't be that tough, right? Shouldn't be that hard. What's so hard about this? And why isn't he getting all the information? What's what's going on? Is it the Ramundo chief of staff? Is it the Ramundo people? Is it his people? Somebody's got to be held accountable on this whole thing. Someone needs to be held accountable because this type of scenario is not working for anybody. It's absolutely not working for anybody. And it, it is wrong and it can't be a free for all. Can't be a free for all. It has to be the older individuals. There's no reason. I don't understand. Central Falls should not be 18 and over. If you have all the people that work in nursing homes and all the people that work in hospitals, if you're taking that route, of which I don't disagree with, by the way, but why is Central Falls, anyone that strolls in, they can get the vaccine? It's it's not afflicting people really under the age of 40. I They're doing it by age for a reason. You know, we had the mayor of Cranston saying the oldest resident in Cranston apparently is 96 years old and got it. So when other people are getting it, but it should be, that's who should be getting it. Not just anybody strolls in from Central Falls, 18 and over, just walk in, show that you're a resident of the city. It sounds like no questions asked and they get a chance to receive the vaccine. That should not be happening in any way. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. We're going to take a quick break in 30 seconds. Uh, But again, I want to remind you, visit the website, DePietro.com. And also, it's dry out. Keep your family nice and healthy. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's my health because it's your health. And keep yourself healthy. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. 
the heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas high efficiency carrier infinity system. The energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Carry Factory authorized dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL, sister replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck. With an inefficient heating system, what if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates of free financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website petro.com this portion of our program brought to you by west fountain auto body call them today west fountain 272 3340 now there's a lot of snow and ice if you're in an accident call west fountain auto body today 401 272 3340 401 272 3340 west fountain auto body it's a, a wild weather day again there's a lot of snow and ice there's a lot of uh, ice it's warm out obviously it's a lot of uh, snow and ice are melting. Folks, be careful out there. There's a lot of black ice out there. And uh, and the good news is that some of the snow is going away because there's a lot of it. This is a rough winter. But the other thing is, again, if you're out there and for whatever reason you find yourself in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, the original, the best. Again, it's uh, difficult out there. As far as, now listen, we've had a lot of snow. Um, I think it's nice to get a little fog and a little rain and warmer temperatures uh, over the, uh, you know, it's over 50 degrees and get some of that snow out of here (laughs) a little bit. We're going to have some rain later in the week and hopefully get even more out of it here. But again, if whatever reason you're you're in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body 401-272-3340. Well, a story to monitor, and I have this up on the website, topetro.com. And that is Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, who is in his second term, and he's the incoming governor. Uh, you know, he's been pretty, you know, very diplomatic, good sport, very professional, trying to be supportive with the Ramundo people that really shut him out. For him to issue a statement saying, which he did, that he is um, not happy uh, with the state's vaccination program, the way it's going out. And, and when you think about, you know, he's still in communication, obviously, with his people uh, a lot. And for him to issue, issue a statement, which he did yesterday, saying that kind of like he, he agrees with everyone else, 
uh, very unhappy with the rollout that's going on right now. Right. Like his statement, like most right I'm not satisfied with the current administration's progress on vaccine distribution. And he mentions Connecticut is uh, ranked among the top in the nation. Now, he also said, when I become governor, I want to have all the information hit the ground running. Tells you several things. Number one, the governor Mundo, that's a real shot at her. She doesn't like the fact that another state would be mentioned uh, above Rhode Island. Um, but and so mentioning Connecticut ranked like number one or one of the top ones. And and uh, incoming Governor McKee said he's going to reach out to Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, also uh, leaders at Harvard, where Governor Mundo attended college and uh, try to get us up to speed. There's no excuse. I have asked about this. And uh, the the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, she always, you know, last Thursday, she came out with the rah-rah speech and everyone's doing such a fantastic job. And then you find out that how about 12, 12 to almost 15 percent of the vaccines have been given out to people who don't even live in Rhode Island. Some of them work in Rhode Island, but they don't live in Rhode Island. They're supposed to be Rhode Island residents. And again, they say, well, we're taking a very tactical approach. 46 percent. The New York Times says Rhode Island dead last with the vaccine. 46% of the vaccines are thrown away, not even used. That's incompetence. That's poor planning. I think in a very short amount of time, I think you're going to see a change with the Rhode Island Department of Health. I think that there are other competent people there. We've seen some of it, like a Dr. McDonald, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. That was Governor Mundo's choice. She is really, she's not good at these press briefings. She's not she rambles. She doesn't give clear, concise answers. I, I, listen, it's not for everyone. Dr. McDonald seems a little more comfortable with it. You can see that Dr. McDonald even a couple times has questioned when uh, certain people connected with the hospital were getting the vaccine. And then he was kind of put in the corner a little bit, put in the doghouse for speaking very candidly about it. And his comments then drew Attorney General Pena Narona to say, maybe we should take a look at this, but something's going to give. Now, the good news is that now the, the Senate is on winter break right now. I believe early next week is when Governor Mundo will get a full Senate vote, you know, with her commerce nomination that did make it out of committee. She should be confirmed. The moment that that happens, she is sworn in by Vice President Kamala Harris. I believe that once she is sworn in, she effectively resigns as governor of Rhode Island. And then Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee would be sworn in. From what I understand, they were expecting that could happen early next week. So this could be the final week of Governor Armando. I know she's come under a, a lot of heat lately, and justifiably so. This The system is not set up for, there's a different when there's a transition I think this, you know, it's not easy. This is odd. Someone's leaving midterm. Uh, but just the way this is dragging on, I'll, I'll say this. Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, for him to put out this statement saying that he's also not satisfied with the progress. And it sounds like, and from what we're hearing, the Raimondo people are not sharing a lot of information with him. Now, that's wrong. They may not like what's happening. They may not like him. They may not like him and his staff. And then apparently some people that are finding that they don't, maybe uh, are going to have a job with his new administration that then they're um, taking away, like taking it out on him and not giving out the information. But I welcome 
the fact that he's willing to look at this and the fact that he has to say, I, I look forward to getting, think of that. I look forward to getting all the information. I'll be able to hit the ground running. I mean, at this point, whether it's coming from Governor Amundo or someone else, the fact that they are not sharing all the information with this man is really inexcusable. So, all right, that and a lot more. It's a very rainy, wet Tuesday right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 401- 439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today. 439-6028. 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, Emergency service, bucket truck service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes, a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call. 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays, folks. We start at 11 and we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It is time for our segment, DePietro Debate. With me, she is uh, one of my siblings, Donna Perry. She is a write-up columnist for the Sun Chronicle. And DJ, obviously, that was a uh, very eventful weekend uh, especially Saturday. Initially, at one point, they were it was talked that they were going to go down the road of starting to bring witnesses into this Trump impeachment trial at the Senate trial. Uh, they opted not to, but um, there's a lot of different facets to it. But I'm anxious to hear just some of your initial thoughts on what we saw take place on Saturday. Yes, and and good to be with you. Um, I, I think that it not only showed that. There remains um, a bit of a split within the Republican Party on how they, on the view Trump. But I also think it showed that's, that actually there's a majority of Republicans that want to stand by him. Um, and I, I think this was a, a larger issue that I think the lawyers for Trump, uh, by reaching acquittal, John, I think that Despite some of the rocky early start, I think they did a good job on really almost this constitutional question. And, and to say, you know, the layout of, of the um, case and, and the behavior of some of the House managers and that it just, I just think as the week went on, it almost got easier for the Republicans to do what they did. Because I think, John, it just really looked, it just got so political um, and, and I think it gets a little bit away from, you know, what was really on trial there. I, I do think two things came out of that in my view. So it's not like a perfect outcome. I think for the public, 
just and this was uh, I was repetitive on the part of the managers on purpose. But, you know, a lot of the video that a lot of people maybe had not seen, had not had time to see. It's very chilling. It It is a wild mob. You know what I mean? Like, I think it, it did that part for those who wanted to put that imprint on it. However, I think that uh, and it, it went right to the way McConnell kind of split the whole thing down the middle and how he voted to acquit. However, he then made a very damning statement about what he sees as Trump's, you know, behavior. Um, so I think in that way he's acquitted. But I do think um, Trump in the, for the wider independent voter is damaged, but he was acquitted. And I think the view that that. You know, Democrats are just using this almost like to keep going after Trump. I do think yes. that notion now really prevails. You know, it, that's an excellent point. And it's interesting, Donna Perry, because I think the divide that does exist right now, it does. Let's just stay between the two parties. But anyone that was remotely a Trump supporter as they were watching this, Listen, let, let's all be honest. It, it, the, the irony was not missed that all summer long we watched everything that was going on in the major cities. And there was never any outcry or frowning that it was wrong to, you know, destroy right. the police department of yep. Minneapolis. When you think about New York City, Bill de Blasio, you can't get more progressive than Bill de Blasio. And that certainly didn't stop the crowds and the mobs from destroying downtown uh, New York City, Manhattan, boarded up stores in endless nights of rioting. And I think that's what it, it's it's if you were sitting and watching a focus group with Democrats yep. cheering on the going after Trump, how dare he send the mob down there? And then if you're Trump supporters, you're like, well, these people didn't say a word all summer, even when they were in D.C. tearing down monuments. Right. And I that's that's a great frame up, J.D., because I think that is what I thought was the very smart the turn of as the days went on of Trump's team. See, the lingering impression to me is going to be now that if there was a wild, violent protest, a Black Lives Matter thing or that gets out of control, I think it's going to make it very, very difficult for leading Democrats to turn their head and say, oh, I don't see anything going on. I, I, I think actually this will absolutely have that long term impact on that. Yep. Be- because they decided to make the videos the centerpiece of the argument. So uh, I think this has long legs when you think of how that will go forward. And I think it's going to give pause to Democrats. And whether it's Antifa running around uh, Seattle and Portland, as they continue to do, or they do in different phases. You know, I think it's going to um, really, really force them to not ignore if there is a future large uprising or revolt or there's a huge incident and then suddenly you know there's thousands and thousands of people in the street and taking over bridges that this now will be very difficult for top democrats to just uh say oh we we have no problem with this donna perry what did you make of or think of mitch mcconnell and uh you know because to me he made it very clear he announced i'm not voting for impeachment. I'm voting to acquit. He did that. And then afterwards, though, he had very sharp words for the former president 
Um, he gets knocked by some. I'm still a fan. He juggles. That's a very difficult job. Yeah. I think in many ways he is still upset feeling the president cost him the Senate because of what happened in, in Georgia. But what, what did you make of Mitch McConnell in his comments afterwards? Well, or I, actually, um, yeah, immediately following that yeah. they voted to acquit. And so, and like what I'm trying to get at is, is you have two separate things here. Again, I don't think anyone can say they can look at what occurred on January 6th and not find that at times, frankly, it was chilling. Um, and I, I don't think there's any re, you know way you can doubt that those people felt they were Trump supporters. And many thought that's what they were doing, what he wanted them to do. Yep. Um, that case was laid out there. I think that's very problematic of how people will view Trump long term. I think what McConnell was trying to do, and it is a difficult thing. I mean, he is a constitutionalist. Uh, he has an op-ed out also about this. And he, so I think he saw two things here. He said, constitutionally, um, he, he felt they, they really, the, it was inappropriate to have the forum and, and, you know, the trial the way it, way it was when now that Trump is fully out of office. But the separate issue with him, I, I think what's fascinating is this is almost coming down to, for the party, is this like, Mitch McConnell's Republican Party or Donald right. Trump's. I mean, they're yeah. kind of at a head to head. And but the reason I would caution when people feel that, oh, it's so obvious, 74 million voters and, and all the polls show people are still with Trump. Here's the thing where a guy like McConnell, who's been around Washington for three decades, here's what he does know, though, when he talks about who was elected to the U.S. Senate, J.D., is different sometimes than who can get in a U.S. House seat. And yes. he knows that and he knows the history of that. And that really matters. And I know people might think that gets like technical, but no, not really. He, I will also say this about, okay, if you're the leading Republican senator like that, he's really in control of the relationship to the donors. And I've said this before, the donors yep. of the Republican Party come from the Bush circle these are deep-pocketed people. They are also right. sometimes the vice presidents of very large companies in this in this nation that people might not realize that. They don't like what they saw with Donald Trump yeah. on January 6th. They don't. Um, and I think McConnell, maybe more than like a lot of pundits, he knows that. He was speaking, in my view, as much to the donor class, as they call it, on that mm. when he made that very blistering comments on Trump. He was. Because, J.D., without that, over time, I mean, I, this is, you know, I know people don't like when I hit on Trump. I don't see Trump using a lot of his money or whatever he's going to move around for his money for a lot of future races. I don't see it. And he's not right. going to have his hands on the RNC money. And yep. I, I think people don't understand that. So, I think McConnell is plays the long game, and he wants more senators. He doesn't like a 50-50 split. That's, that's politics, but I think that was a big part of what he was doing there. Yeah, and then also, you know, that phone call that then was put in the record, I mean, yeah. that was on January 6th. It's Kevin McCarthy, uh, minority leader, but if they retake the House, he becomes the speaker. And his words to the <laughs> yeah. then-sitting president, there are a few people that could get away with that, yeah. but then... Hey, a week ago, there was Kevin McCarthy down in Florida, Mar-a-Lago. So it it shows, and I think you're exactly right, it shows that people like Mitch McConnell, 
McCarthy, they do play the long game. They view it as, yeah. listen, you're going to see different people come and go from that White House. But this is, in his case, this is the House. We have the power. This is the Senate. Uh, but at the same time, what do you make of Nikki Haley? There it is during impeachment week saying, you know, he led us the wrong way. I shouldn't have followed him. Now, to me, that is tone deaf because President Trump really, you know, he did make her an ambassador. I, I'm not convinced she has a tremendous future in politics. But I think after doing that, what what is the point of, of you know, kind of piling on during a week right. that is – you know, obviously, the president's under attack in that way. Well, right. And the old expression in politics, talk about put your finger in the wind. I mean, she waited till yeah. it was like, OK, day four. And then there's like, you know, wild videos that are like obviously very disturbing to I'm sorry, anybody. I don't see how you could not see that and see what was really Correct. going on there. So um, yeah. someone like that is. You know, it, I, it's not a portrait and courage, as they might say. I mean, if she felt sure. and she had every right, I think she had a lot of, you know, people looked at her as kind of very, um, you know, reputable person. I think if she felt that she did not like the way Trump operates anymore, she could she should have said that in the late fall after he after the election, in my view. Yeah. Um, Donna Perry, that answers that brings to the question, just your opinion, who is the head of the Republican Party? Because I I don't see how you make an argument that right now it's all about power. But right now he still has and commands, you know, tremendous loyalty. You saw the crowds out in uh, Florida yesterday on President's Day. Whether they like it or not, (laughs) I know know many want to move on from him. How I'd, I'd like to hear the argument that he's still not the head of the republic there's no way he's not um the central figure of the party um and and someone else has noted that trump plays it a different game and uh, you know but that's why they're always very i think some of the the longtime people like mcconnell he's so mercurial though and you don't know really what he's going to do and so i think that they're I think the top of the party is very weary of him at this point but with the public well with the base there's no question, some might say, he's been more empowered by being acquitted because he, he just can use his line that, oh, it was a witch hunt. All they are is, quote, after me. I think that that there's no question that that just permeates into the population like that. This is, yep. you know, this is kind of um, what has been set up. It's like um, Trump is a populist and the Democrats are after him and don't like him. I mean, I, I think you can't get say that what happened last week, that doesn't change that narrative, um, which plays to his advantage. And there's no question, John, any conventional sitting senator uh, and even governors, I can't name anyone who you could remotely say right now uh, has the juice, as they say, that he does with his hold on the on the voters. Yeah. Now, Mitch McConnell, before we take a break, Mitch McConnell said, I think his recent comment was latest was he thinks there's a constructive role for President Trump yeah. to play in the party. And then but at the same time, the Wall Street Journal, their editorial said they do not see him. He, they feel he cannot win a general election again. Uh, after what happened with the sixth. Before we go to the break, what do you, what do you think of those two comments? I. I personally don't see him as a national uh, elected official again. I think partly it's, let's be honest, his age a little bit. I mean, you know, um, I I just don't, I don't see, 
I think you said this a while ago, and it was so true. You know, lightning in a bottle. I mean, the magic that pulled together. Yeah. 2016, it, it just came together. Um, yeah. I don't see that. And I think that the, the thing, the Democrats' advantage out of all this, John, is there's an old thing in politics. You know, when you're arguing against someone, you want the simplest thing that you can use against them not a technical thing well anyone understands when they saw again those videos live on forever and i think that's the number one thing and i just want to add to that though it's not just that there and i go back to this but politics is about money and that's why mcconnell knows that so quick break folks a lot more donna perry the sun chronicle right here on the john DePietro show we're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401 401- 272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, the first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest.